In 2002, Warner Brothers distributed a film, a film that was not made by the Christian market, but one that the Christian audience flocked to. That was a walk to remember. And this, this Godfellas... Welcome to Godfellas, the small group that meets in front of our school and jokes around. I'm Cool Zach. I'm Cool Mitch. And I'm Cool Hannah. <laughs> and tonight we are talking about the very cool movie, A Walk to Remember. Um, there's a lot to say about this one. Uh, is it even a Christian movie? We'll get into that. But before we get started with the festivities, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time to be happy. It's time for joy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us. She is a hairstylist extraordinaire. She is a worship leader. She is a fantastic singer. She is very gifted when it comes to the arts. Just a beautiful soul, an amazing person. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for our special guest, Miss... Uh, let me take that again. Our special guest, Miss Olivia Bender. Hi! Hello! Not a great song for me to Hi, friends! Yeah, it was a little strange. It's okay. I'll let it slide. Don't let it happen again. Olivia, thank you so much for joining us on God Fellas today. And uh, I, I have a question for you. So you are a, a hairstylist, correct? Mm-hmm. So I, no- <laughs> I noticed that there's like no Christian hairstylist. Oh, that no. there's just kind of like, if you're not good enough to be a hairstylist, they don't let you become a hairstylist, right? Uh, y- you could say that. You have to go through a series of testing. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> so in a similar <laughs> Wait, sense. Wait, you got an F, but hold on. How much do you pray? <laughs> All right, well, let us slide. <laughs> so in a similar sense, you know, kind of thinking about that, like there's a standard to be held to in your profession. And so I'm wondering if you personally think that Christian media should be held to the same mm-hmm. standard as other media. Yeah, so this is an interesting one, Zach, because um, when I was thinking about it, uh, Mitch and I were talking and the thought of like, should it be held? Cause we're called to be held to like this higher standard. Right. Mm. And part of me is thinking like, should that be the same for Christian media? But I couldn't even go down that route because when I start to think about Christian movies or media, it's almost unfortunate that it's like a joke, mm. right? Mm. Like it's when I hear like, Oh, it's a Christian movie. You almost are expecting it to be bad. Um, yeah. which is really unfortunate, you know, um, like I think about when you were hyping up the chosen and how much you had to sure. like, yeah. really, like, really no, be like, it's actually it's good. really good. I swear. I swear <laughs> it's good. It's not just like, oh, this is a new Christian series. You should check it out. It's, it doesn't stop at that. You know, it's like sure. having to try and convince people overly than just, Hey, there's this new movie that's come out or Hey, there's this new series that's come out. So right. 
Yeah, The Chosen was like if Banks on The Mighty Ducks, if someone was like, the Banks is good. And you're like, this The Mighty Ducks. They're not very good. <laughs> he's a cake eater, that Banks. Yeah, I don't know. Dallas Jenkins, he's a cake eater. That's right. <laughs> you're just trying to get him back on the show. <laughs> I'm going to mention his name every week until. Dallas Jenkins, Dallas Jenkins. Dallas Jenkins. Say his name three times. He shows up in the chat. In the mirror. Dallas, is that you? I'm sorry, are we talking about Dallas Jenkins, creator of the Chosen? Mr. Jenkins, if you will. Yes. Hey, everybody, how's it going? It's me, Dallas. I'm, I'm t- oh, hi, Dallas. I'll Watch, now two. he's going to, now he'll hear it and he'll be like, I don't appreciate I don't, you. I don't appreciate you. I don't want to be, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to uh, So, Olivia, um, did you grow up going to church or not so much? Um, Not so much. I mean, like my childhood, like I wasn't raised on it until... Like my early teens, like I was uh, like 13 when I started going to the church. I got involved in the music and arts first that my church offered as like an after school program and started going uh, because of that. And then we would perform on a Sunday. So then I started going on Sundays and it kind of just evolved from there. I started to... um, question who this Jesus character was everyone was talking about and I did feel like a difference with the people that I was hanging out with compared to like Mm. some of my other maybe not so nice characters I was hanging out with the Landons the Landons and the the, what's the other guy's name um anyway did you grab the beers (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm all excited now so so yeah, I you know that kind of evolved into a relationship with the Lord and the rest is That's history. awesome. Mm-hmm. So we call that so, the quicksand method. Yeah. We get you on the outside with something cool like <laughs> art and sweep So when you were exposed to Christian media for the first time, were you like, oh, cool, or were you like, um, oh, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting thing for me because. Christian media, so I didn't really get, like, as far as, like, Christian movies, I didn't really experience those until maybe, like, a couple years ago for the first time. Mm. It was more so, like, we would listen to K-Love in the car with, like, Mm. my Christian buddies. But to be honest, I wasn't really listening to, like, Christian music on my own or, like, consuming Christian media on my own. I had, like... the I listen to these songs when I'm with my church folk, and here's the music that I like. You know what I mean? Which again is like, that's not to say right. that it hasn't come leaps and bounds, but um, with music, sure, that's sure. what it was. And I didn't really experience Christian movies until a couple years ago. And oof, rough. <laughs> oof, she says. All right. Well, well. Speaking of oof, let's uh, get into this week's movie, Adam Shankman's classic, A Walk to Remember. Settle up your horses. So, ladies and gentlemen. Some of you have said that Godfellas can be a little hard to follow because you don't know what these movies are about. So, if you haven't seen A Walk to Remember, we're going to kind of walk through the plot a little bit. So, Mitch and Hannah, when is the first time that you remember seeing this movie? I'll go. I remember very vividly because I was hanging out with a a group of... um, I'm just gonna say say tell the truth, Jim Devil, uh, Mormon girls who were in my high school, um, and like me and the Mormon girls got along very well because they were also very conservative and into reading their Bible, and that was it was 
just me and the Mormon girls who were doing that. Mm. Uh, and I remember they're like, you want to come over and watch a movie? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. Uh, and then it was a long term effort. It's like, no, thank you. I don't oh, care rolls. Yeah. Oh, man. This, this wasn't a good one. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll never forget the the first time watching it because I was so nervous and, and sweaty because I was very excited to be with these Mormon girls finally watching a movie. How many Mormon girls are we talking about? I mean, it wasn't just like me and a group of <laughs> girls. It was like lots of people over, you know. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. gotcha. okay. I thought it was like mm-hmm. you and like twenty like more. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, come on in. No, it was. It was could not have been more casual. But you two know. by two, we're going door to door. Hannah, what, what about you? I think I had to be in at least elementary school. I, uh, so I have three older sisters, mm. um, and they're about four. The, the, the one like next to me is about like four and a half years older than me. So they, there was a good age difference. So they were like teenagers when I was in elementary school. And, um, I remember like just this movie being on, it was also, you know, like around the time where we were watching the princess diaries. So of course we recognized Mandy Moore and we were like, Oh now she's in this other movie and it's love and she's a Christian and we're Christian. So maybe we can find Christian love too. So, um, well, I mean, you know, we'll talk about that more, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I would say that's probably, and then I've seen it. I've seen it a lot since it's kind of been one of the first, maybe the only Nicholas Sparks movie i'll like legitimately watch Mm. we both just like had out-of-body experiences over here because we're like mandy moore in the princess diaries i'm like yeah she's in the princess diaries we're like going back and forth and we just watched we watched it like we literally just watched it and and um olivia had had you seen this movie prior to this or no okay well here's an interesting thing is i really liked this movie before I ever got involved in the church. Yes. Um, I'm going to bear my shame here for a second, but I definitely had a picture of Shane West on my MySpace page. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Big fan. I was a big, big (laughs) fan of the movie. So when you mentioned this for a Godfellas episode, I was kind of like, all right. And as I'm talking to Mitchell here and I'm like, this doesn't feel like a Christian movie and then as an adult, we're, like, tearing it apart a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe, but maybe we'll, like, hold on a second there. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I my first experience with this movie had nothing to do with the church at all. It was just something I found, and it was Sick. on TV, and it was a movie that I liked, and a romantic movie with Mandy Moore, who I liked, and Shane West, who I thought... Was handsome. Only the Church yeah. of Shane West Sabs, am I right? <laughs> so, so for me, my mom saw this in theaters because I think people were like, it's a good movie that Christians should see. And I was like eight when she got the DVD. And as an eight-year-old kid, when the movie opened with Cannonball by the Breeders on the base and a bunch of cool kids swearing and like yelling woohoo, I was just like, I'm in. I'm in. These are, which, yes, as a kid, I was like, these are, as a child, I was like, these are the coolest oh, kids I've okay, ever yeah, seen. Okay. And, no, not today. I'm saying today, as a, I was like, this is so embarrassingly yeah, soft no, no, for the no, tone no. of the scene, which is like, we're going to go kill someone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Today, I, you know, I, we'll get into this in a minute. But as a kid, I remember thinking, 
So in high school, all I have to do to be cool is like jump off something high into some water and not hit a pipe and I'm in. Awesome. So so getting into the getting into the Are plot you of the doxing movie. The kid Well, well, because none of the other kids did, because apparently they all so let me just give a little context. The beginning of the movie, we meet a bunch of kids and they're all like in this group of friends. And in order to get into their gang, you have to jump off this thing in an abandoned cement like factory into the water and that's it. You're, so, you're a cool so kid. So I have to stop you because we watched yeah. it twice. And okay, the first yeah. time I was with you, I was like, they've okay. all done this. They've all done yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. I watched it. I don't they know. I live. think it's actually clear that no, it's weird. they did not do that but, ever. And they were messing yeah. with the dude. But later Landon says, I made that jump once. I remember saying I meant to belly flop. So I think it's a flaw with the movie. Cause I'm like, uh, did you, or did you yeah, not? It's confusing. Yeah, continuity yeah. person. Come on. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's weird, mm. but I will say upon rewatch, and Hannah can attest. Yeah, I was geeking out a little bit when the first like five minutes was all one shot because at first I was like, "This is all one shot," but then when I thought about it, I was like, "But for nothing, it's just <laughs> yeah, a flex on no the director's point. part." <laughs> well, I I took I took notes. I verbatim wrote down what. Zach said in the beginning about the movie because I kind of also came into this with like I really like this as a kid I don't know what I'm gonna think now so I needed something to use against him in this podcast <laughs> in, case, in case I did really like it so, so he said in the first scene oh my goodness Adam Shankman's a good director so we're I mean that, that opening oh, scene no. I was like that opening scene I was like it's very impressive if the scene meant something, it would be even more like it's very show offy. So the, I mean, it doesn't mean it's good, but it was still like there's blocking in this shot. Like the cars have to come in at like a specific time. Like yeah. he's doing a good job. It just doesn't like it's not like that does anything for the movie. Yeah, mm. I would say it's like a good scene. I just I don't know how it fits in with the rest of the film can we talk about the uh the friends because because what does it what does it mean to be in this gang because it's not like they're running out like committing what, crimes like feeling about it they're, they're sitting in front of the school like drinking cokes and like right. just talking like and also did the kid what's the kid's name that actually made the jump and Clay spoiler Gephardt. ends up getting hurt yeah, okay jumpy. what was the conversation beforehand was he did he like go up to these guys and was like hey, hey fellas i really want to be part of your group your rad the friends yeah. what can i do he shows up like they're like i'm waiting for him i'm waiting for him and then that like shot of him getting out of the car makes it seem like he's like the leader of the group almost like they're waiting that. for the leader to yeah. show up like oh okay here i am here i am and then it's like no, you're the one where... Nice shirt, Opie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a little weird, too, because he's like, when I say be here, be here. And I'm like, you don't see a lot of gangs that are like, punctuality is important <laughs> to me. <laughs> hey, there is a Yeah, be um, prompt, huh? So one thing that I, I think I said out loud was, I don't know what movie the guy who's playing Dean is in. Right. But I really like want to see that movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think he thought he was in some sort of prison movie yeah. or something. He's playing yeah. to the back... <laughs> Back of the theater. He really back is. Yeah. The I love when uh, I love when the one girl who has the hots for Landon when she's just Belinda? like if he doesn't Belinda, Belinda when he goes when he goes if she doesn't show up I want to go back to the dance. Hey Belinda, I've got an idea. Why don't you go back to the dance by yourself? Yeah, <laughs> this guy they're just like, mean to each yeah. other. Like why would I want to be one of their friends? They're right. mean to each other. And it, I don't think it does a good job. 
I, I'll say before, when I said it was a good scene, I mean, like, it's entertaining. It pulls yeah. you in. Yeah. I think you're kind of invested in what's going to happen. But they, like, they set it up also that, like, Belinda was dating this one guy. But yeah. then later yeah. it's like, well, no, she's in love with Landon. It's yeah. weird. She wants Landon. <laughs> Landon. <laughs> um, I want to, I've been kind of dancing around this. His friend Eric. Oh. Which one is? You know exactly. <laughs> Put it on the pop tart, Eric? Yes. Yep. Oh um, my gosh. It kind of felt like the director was like, just say whatever you want. And I don't like, know. I don't think so. I, don't, I think it was a room full of white people from Vermont who were right. like, you know what black people sound like. I got Maybe. it. You know what they yeah. listen to. I, I can't tell Missy Elliott. Elliott. <laughs> Missy Elliott. <laughs> I couldn't tell if the guy was just like, just didn't know how to like talk cool or if he's trying to make that dialogue work. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. it could be either, honestly. It actually is a problem. I don't want to be too bummery, but like, it's no. like how unfortunately like African-Americans are like hypersexualized in a lot mm-hmm. of media. And he's sure. every scene, he's every like scene. grotesquely like over-sexual. And I'm like, yeah. I get that as he's a teenage boy, but none of the other ones are like this. Right, like, he's always right. just talking about sex. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a coded racist and thing. So it, Yeah, and they try to highlight him too. Sorry, not to get ahead of what we're, you know, talking about. But they, they try to highlight him as, like, Landon's good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of doesn't, that doesn't help him when, again, they're adding that dialogue that's, you know, mm-hmm. overtly sexual and, you know, that all all of that. It doesn't, it, it doesn't help the character. It doesn't help what they're trying to create. It only hurts right. the movie and it hurts people outside of it as well. Right, mm. right. So, so moving on with the plot, Landon pretends he's going to do this jump with the new kid and then he doesn't and the kid gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the kid gets hurt. They like kind of get him out of the water and then abandon him. Landon gets in a car accident and he doesn't get arrested. No. And then he has to go. Then he has to go home with Daryl <laughs> Hannah and her terrible, terrible can, wig. Can I? Can I? Can I yes. say something that bothers me about it too? He yeah. actively leads the police away from the scene <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. when this boy could be dying, right? Yeah. Like because right. he doesn't want to get busted, and he still yeah. doesn't get in trouble. I'm like, right. you've committed many crimes tonight, right. man. Right. I don't know. And then we get into a scene that tricked me into thinking <laughs> there are two characters in this movie who are in movies, or who are in totally different movies that I want to see. One is Dean. The other is The Reverend. <laughs> I don't know what movie this man is in, but I love when, when in church he goes, let us be thankful today for the young life that was saved by our Lord. And let us pray for the others involved who are clearly not on the path of righteousness. I was like, oh, man. Yikes. Sir. Yikes. Sir. Then we get into the, the chorus, which the I like that pulpit. they didn't sing. I like that they didn't sing, like, super well. Uh, yeah, actually, I thought that was a really realistic portrayal of a, like, not too good, not too bad. Until. But, more until the reverend's daughter gets the solo. <laughs> but also, Mandy Moore is the only, only white person, person in the choir. Oh, She's yeah. No, actually, like, yeah. We're singing a gospel song, and here's Mandy Moore. <laughs> Hold on, what happened? Mandy Moore sing count one. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. It's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. Right. Like in the right. radio, on the radio, on the car. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so then we, we. The glances exchange? Yes. During her solo at church where she's looking at Landon. Cut like that a, yeah. Like a piece of meat, like a slab of <laughs> yeah. prime rib. 
a yep. snack. Yeah. And I, I on the second rewatch, I'm like, no, this isn't me throwing that onto the no, scene. No, 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 no. Yeah. The other girl, Brent, Brent Belinda, Belinda notices it and she's kind of like, what's going on right now? I'm like, yeah. Brandy, uh, Bar- Barbara, what's her name? Just here to Belinda? Barbarella. <laughs> Barbarella. Barbarossa. So, oh, so, so then we, we get to it. Landon gets in trouble and his, his punishment is he has to like help the janitorial staff. He has to tutor kids and he has to take part in the spring play. Which his like, punishment is he has to ruin, ruin the it. spring play for everyone else who <laughs> like, this is my moment. <laughs> but, but wait a minute. My well, well, three years of acting in the plays. So I'm finally going to well, be a lead. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but, Do you think the principal's trying to cut the theater program? So so anyway, then we get to the scene where where there's the Stars and Planets Club and her friend and Landon's friends show up and start making fun of uh, Mandy Moore if there is a higher power. <laughs> Why is it he can't get you a new sweater? Because <laughs> he's too busy looking for your brain. Uh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. These are these are teenagers, y'all. And so here's the thing, though. Like we talked a little bit about what is it to be in this gang, and I thought like, oh, Landon's probably like skipping class. He's probably like, it's like, no, he's like good enough to tutor on on the weekends. Because I think if he you were an actual into a bad medical student, school at the end, I was like, oh, I guess his grades were pretty good. Like, yeah, because yeah. it's like again, they don't. It's not like we ever see these guys. Like when the bell rings, they all go to class. It's not like, oh man, let's split. You know what I mean? You know, like <laughs> they go they go to their class and then. The spring play, he has to participate. It doesn't say he has to be the lead in the show. So again, Mitch, like you were saying, here's this guy who's never participated, who's just showing up. I also love that they're like, one of our students wrote the play. <laughs> this theater program is a music. joke. All right, we're not going <laughs> to teach them with real. We're going to let uh, Billy's play. <laughs> Let's go back to Hannah's theory, though. Maybe the principal is like. I Landon want this gone. Be, yeah, I want this out. Because <laughs> this is what, early 2000s? Which this, we'll talk, uh, should we talk about the play now? Or should we talk about how Jamie is kind of Say it. a jerk a little bit? Jamie. Mandy Moore. Okay. Yeah, you mean, you're just going to yeah. have to call her Mandy Moore. Okay. Well, I, I will say, <laughs> I, did, I did have a moment, the first time I watched this, when she showed up, I was like, gosh, her makeup looks terrible. And then I realized, mm. oh, she's supposed to look sick. Yeah. Yes. It's a Oops. bit much, actually, honestly. I'm like, yeah. Know. Can we make her yeah. translucent? Yeah. Let's make her translucent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I will say, we've come down on Eric. I do like the part when uh, he says... You know, I'm, I'm just messing with you. I'm going to be there opening night, front row, with tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so this guy knows Shakespeare references? <laughs> like, <laughs> eh, that's common. People it know is, tomatoes in theater. Yeah. It is. It is. So J- Jamie and Landon start their, their flirtation with him wanting to get better at, at his lines for this horrible, horrible play. So he he goes over and uh, the reverend says, you know, it's it's a school night. And even though you are here, you are not invited (laughs) or or something like that. I'm speaking riddles. So what do we think of the the early relationship between Landon and, and Jamie? I think it's hard to pinpoint when the relationship starts. It feels very loosey goosey fluid to me. Like they're kind of just hanging out and then hanging out. Well, and then he asks her out. So I would say anything before he asks her out to dinner is. Hmm. Well, he follows her to the cemetery. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that's she, later. She intentionally seeks him out though. Like yes. that's the tutoring. Yes, said. she for sure. She goes is. up to him on the bus and that's like, exactly Hannah, that's exactly uh-huh. what I said. Yeah, we, we, she kind of <laughs> negs him. Like it's a little bit weird. Yeah. That's He's got his we, headphones on, yeah. Like, yeah, and she's like, you, you, you're just a big phony. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he goes, is this your idea of small talk or something? Because yeah. if it is, your social skills need to be You know what line drives me crazy in that scene yes, is yes. when... Don't uh, pretend that you know me. Don't pretend that you know me. And I'm like, all he said was you reading a Bible. <laughs> like, it's not like he like made some assumption about your life. But then he goes off on his whole like... Why, yes, I do. Why, you're Jamie Sullivan. Yeah. You sit at lunch table seven. Well, which, she says like, that so he can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like... Yeah. yeah, she she definitely takes that weird and maybe I don't know, maybe like the whole direction was supposed to be that she's she's conflicted about her feelings, but like yeah. <laughs> her flirting with him yeah. is very aggressive. Yeah, it's mean. And, and, and mean. it's mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're a real piece of, piece of garbage, huh? Yeah, yeah. And just stares <laughs> at him all the time. Another favorite scene in the movie when he gets in her car and she turns on the radio and says, I close my eyes. No. Another Mandy Moore song. That's not a Mandy Moore song, by the way. It's Rachel Lampa. Oh, fun fact. Because uh, we looked it up. Yeah. The more you so, know. So close, but. I thought it was Mandy Moore, but. I, I just love. I just, it did feel like one. It's like, you know what? We, maybe we've had too much Mandy. Rachel Lampa. No Don't such thing. More. No such thing. <laughs> but, but I love I love the contrast between here's this nice song. <laughs> no more. No he knows mercy. the exact station to get to that music. <laughs> dun, and then, okay, so then also in the movie, there's this kind of this list for her life. And then just out of nowhere, she goes, 42. Yeah. Like you wanted him to hear that. The list. Like, yeah. The list. I have problems yeah. with the list. Yeah. Here's my, here's, what, what like, here's one of them. Uh, I've said this about six times to Olivia, so she, I'm sure she's sick of hearing it. Um, the item on the list that's be in two places at once. If I had a million things on a bucket <laughs> list to do before I die, that would not make an appearance. It's just <laughs> there so later he can ever straddle the line. Like, it's the same thing as the line in the previous scene where the it's like, line. don't assume to know me. Like, it just oh. is there so something else can happen later. I'm like, oh, right. I don't buy it. I don't buy any of this, y'all. Right. I've done that before. Speaking. <laughs> I've, I've done right, that if you on stand the on the four line. corners, well, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. at once. But it's not like on my bucket list of like I want to be in no, two places yeah, at once. Right. <laughs> I want to travel somewhere. I want to so right, try something yeah. new. Not can, so he. So then she also speaking of seeking him out, she walks up to him in front of all of his friends and goes like, "Hey Carter, so I'll see you after school mm-hmm. in, in your, your dreams, dreams babe." <laughs> Yeah, and they're all like, ooh, <laughs> because the greatest joke ever. Then she doesn't want to, which I do love when she just closes the door in his face. I was like, good for you. You know what? I love that too. I do, well, no, because I think I think that it like kind of boundaries. adds a little more. Well, yeah, there's boundaries, but I think it adds a little more of, and you know, it gets different throughout the movie. But at that point in the film, I think it takes. I guess she has been a little bit bullying him at this point, but it, it, you know, it, it takes that stigma of like, oh, she's a goody two shoes Christian girl. All she cares about is like, you know, Jesus and like, you know, which, yeah, it's a part of her personality and like what she believes in. But it, it's that moment where she's clearly showing like, yeah, she has feelings and they get hurt too. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. boundaries, of course. But, yeah. you know, that's, I, I like that. I like that. Right. It made me chuckle. Right. And then I used to dunk on the line when she goes, look, Landon, I thought I saw something in you, something good, but I was very wrong. I was like, what did you see in him? And then Hannah pointed out like, well, like, 
he could have just not cared about the the musical. He could have just been like, yeah, I'm going to be bad in this show. So it's like, even that he's like taking that like a little seriously, like that's something. He's putting a little bit of effort in and it could be motivated by his feelings. Yeah. 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 Yeah, He doesn't want to ruin this kid's play. Right. <laughs> They're also right. high schoolers. I feel like she wants to <laughs> date them. So then we get into the best man. montage in the movie, the new radical song while they work on the show, <laughs> which I've been singing all week. Since. The shoulder push kills me. The shoulder push, guys. How many times can we get the same shot of the shoulder push? She's, she's a creep. Talk about she's the drama teacher, please. The drama teacher. Please. What a director. I'm going to yeah. do it, and then I'm you're going to do it exactly readings. the same way. After. I'm, immediately. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Landon, you were marvelous. The she gives him a real look like, Mm, like, She's also not a good director in the sense that during the well during the show yeah the blocking no. but also yeah. like. She's, you can visibly see her in the wings from the audience. And I'm sure that was a director's choice to like have the characters be seen in that sure. moment. But like, I, the, I think the theater kid in me was like, no, no. Yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> we can see you. She's also a bad teacher because she like shames the Landon yeah. earlier. Yeah, She's was like, it in like the table read? bad at this? And I'm like, <laughs> the read through. Why are you that? so bad at this? Yeah. yeah. I, I've never done this before. Yeah, and by the way, it's a bad script. Right. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> Pull me another glass, doll face. So, so the the play takes place in the 1920s, where he's like a bootlegger, and in the show, like I guess his girlfriend leaves him. Then Obi Wan Kenobi shows up in the club. <laughs> Thank you. So you hired a new singer. <laughs> so in the middle, or I guess at the ending of this musical about the 1920s, about gangsters in the 1920s. The movie stops for four minutes so that Mandy Moore can sing Only Hope to show how how attractive she is. But what song would I have to do with it? I sang it too. As a 13-year-old teenager, they they couldn't do a 1920s version. There's a song that's inside of my soul. Boom. So are they? Uh, I'm doing like Bob Dylan now. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mitch, what would you like to say about? Only Mitch, hope. what do we what do we think about this scene? About the her revealing the shoulder for the first time. The shoulder, scene? the back, the, back. the curly hair, and the father's Belinda's horror. horror. We dissected yeah, that. Belinda's there just yes. tonight. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, no, poor no. Belinda for a hot no, second. The relationship no. is I, over. For a hot second. No. A quick, I know, millisecond. <laughs> no, the relationship is over. Was um, it a relationship? I don't know. I don't know whatever. I don't feel any sympathy for this person. <laughs> She's so mean. She's awful. This is, by the way, if you've forgotten, podcast listening audience, the person who photoshops Manny Moore's face on, like, Pamela we'll get into or that something in and shows the whole school. Yeah, listen, I'm not rooting for yeah. her. I'm just saying hurt people hurt people. And I feel like yeah. she was we also, yeah, Well, that's a good point. 
We don't know. That's we don't know we anything about the relationship. That that is the case. Well, she's there, just like, please come back, and he's like, it's you know enough. what? It's over. Please respect my boundaries. And, that, and she's yeah, like, slamming we do see doors. that. I, I feel like all we've actually seen yeah. is him set right. a clear boundary mm-hmm. that she chooses right. to ignore over and over again. Yeah. So, but but anyway, what did we think about them letting her sing? The Listen, whole she wrote the music song. for the. <laughs> she knew exactly what she was doing. Oh, like, <laughs> she wrote the music for the show. The movie she lets her exactly. sing the whole. Listen, oh, I, I, <laughs> we don't get all four minutes of My Heart Will Go On in Titanic, and that movie's like forever. So That's true. <laughs> That's true. We, I timed it because Zach, as we were leading up to it, Zach was like, "This the montage is six minutes long. He, he just kept getting, the montage is seven minutes long. It's eight minutes long. <laughs> it's funny, Mitch at one point but was, it was like, it was about four this minutes. still going on. Yeah. <laughs> the song yeah. is still happening. There's no way. And, and then it ends with an unscripted kiss. And then they close the curtains. Non-consensual. <laughs> Get him, Hannah. Get him. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. You know, consent looks different mm-hmm. for everybody. You know, sometimes she two looks surprised can kiss. though. After she yes. did, and and there's ways to establish consent. Sometimes just through body language. Absolutely. If you like know someone really well, you have an established relationship. But in that case, I would say they just kind of only talked a little bit. There's been no sort of expression of feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something that's going to... This is not me. This is from the director. Okay, yeah. He said that in the movie, when he has her... In the commentary, he said when he has her, like, lean in at the end of the... Mm, that's mm, her, like, that initiating? That's her, like, trying to, like, seduce okay. him. But even then, it's still, like... Right. Well, here's the thing. Intent doesn't mean as much as yeah. what we get as an audience. And I, I right. agree sure. with you, Hannah. I don't, I don't feel no. that as an audience member. Yeah, seems, I don't see right. it established. Yeah, it seems she, messy. Yeah, she does look shook, at, and so does her dad. Yeah, and yeah. the old guy next to him was like, "It was good. It was good." <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Belinda throws a chair and no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this show. Yeah, I, I mean, speaking. I thought she was gonna go full Carrie and just like lock the doors and be like, "No." I'm <laughs> I, but I, but speaking of throwing chairs, we then meet Landon's father, who just shows up and goes like, "Hey, son, good job." And he goes, "Oh, Landon, don't walk you away. Taught you, taught taught you taught me how. You taught me how. Hit like a yeah, that, that twist of the knife. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, hit me a, a little bit. A little. It was very writery, but at that point, <laughs> I accepted what, I mean. what the yeah, movie exactly. was. And I, <laughs> yeah. So then he he keeps going after Jamie. He buys her a new sweater. Then we get to the scene that you were talking about, Mitch. <laughs> Where, well, no, no, no. Where he buys her. Well, sorry, before we get to that, he buys her a new sweater. Jamie, your behavior is sinful. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Boys like wait, that. He doesn't have buy her the sweater until after the event happens. Does he not? Yeah, because no, yeah. the event is the initiation. No, no, but I thought no, no. Does he not? Wait, wait, wait. No, no. But doesn't he ask her out after the event? And he's uh-huh. like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Will you go out with me on Saturday?" Because I'm not allowed to date. Then he asks the dad. Then they go on the date, and she's wearing the sweater. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. that does. If we're, we're also, listen, I don't mean to toot my own horn. If we're talking about memory, <laughs> we're we're also skipping the scene where he's just driving and sees her walking into a cemetery, cemetery in the middle like, of the night. Yes. <laughs> Which this is, is a very small town. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that leads to like come and see. He, oh yeah, I, that's what that was in my notes. I just wrote come and see, and I yeah. can't remember. Come and but see because that's they're, they're they're looking at the stars, and that's where she comes. I guess comes back late, and that's when her dad's like, 
Well, there's so the sweater, yeah. your behavior is sinful. Then we get into the scene where she's like, I think he wants me to be happy. And I remember watching this with my mom as a kid and her screaming, God wants you to be holy. <laughs> <laughs> I love your mom so much. That's me amazing. Too. <laughs> me too. That's amazing. So then we get into the scene that like, terrified me as a child, which is weird to say now. But yeah, like you said, Mitch, they Photoshop after the friend goes, Jamie Sullivan. She was looking hot in that play. And then she's like, ooh, I have the best idea. And they Photoshop her body onto another one. And this scene was like, it was That would be traumatic. I mean, that would be devastating. Another thing I want to get into, I kind of can't believe this movie's rated PG. It's PG. It's PG, okay, which so then, is shocking to me. Well, because they swear a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. And see, a that's lot. why I was, I pushed back a little bit when everyone was saying this is such a Christian movie because I was like, there's a whole scene where she gets, I mean. Yeah. I saw the I Can Only Imagine movie. There's some profanity there. You slap Is there? Me. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I that's the real reason I'm surprised it's PG. Yeah. Because I, I just thought there, I don't know. No, I don't yeah. Know about ratings. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd agree that that's an intense scene, and, and <sighs> although like let's solve this with violence. Yeah, it's not it's not like the cursing or the references to alcohol that are jarring to me, and like this shouldn't be scene. CG. It's that scene, and that's it's, what I mean. It's the hypersexual yeah. like kid Best like friend. thrusting yeah. in the air, and I'm like, yeah, oh. right. That's more what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. About this. Yeah. Well, yeah. then we get into my favorite character in the movie, Dean, who's like, oh, man, I had no idea this was under all that. And then Landon pushes him. And the sound that Dean makes, the, oh, <laughs> pushes him, <laughs> you stay out of this. Listen, gets punched in the face. We're through. We're through, man. We are through. We're through forever. We're through forever. forever. You we're made done. a mistake, Landon. <laughs> hey, you want to go right. get meatball subs later? Hey, I said we're through. <laughs> Well, I don't mean to be like, you know, like this, but like that that's an intense scene because that's like that's like that's sexual harassment. Yeah. Oh, to kind yeah. of 100%. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't take a swing at someone. Well, that's like so, yeah, that is really traumatic. Yeah. Like you said, Mitch, and mm-hmm. on top of the fact that she's also like gravely Her. sick. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and like, you know, so that's already some trauma. Her body is mm-hmm. um yeah. Not well. Mm-hmm. Her emotional and mental state are probably affected by that. And now on top of this, she's getting like harassed by everyone in the school who mm-hmm. doesn't seem to notice it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And we never see any aftermath with like yeah. teachers yeah. or anything. Yeah. Like, I did wonder why they weren't suspended at least. And I would think expelled, right. honestly. Yeah. You know, something yeah. And yeah, it wasn't her body. But like still to do that is like, yeah. I would say kind of an equivalent of like sending inappropriate photos yeah. through yeah. social media nowadays. Yeah. Like that's kind of the equivalent to now, I mean, again, it's not her body, but still, it's yeah, no, it's it's horrible. It's, it's a horrible. terrible, terrible thing. And I, you know, I had a moment from just like a, a standpoint. I was like, I don't care about Dean. If you want to make this scene matter, he should punch his real best friend. Hmm. That, but still, like, but the whatever, real best it doesn't friend matter. Isn't a character. He's exactly. Just, no, you're yeah. exactly right, though. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a stereotype. Right. Yeah. That's why he's yeah. there. That's, yeah, and we also don't want to say hit, quippy little things. The only, yeah. yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah, right, right. So then he asks her out, and then he go, and then she goes, "I'm not allowed to date." Then he goes and sees the the pastor, where he asks permission, and all of a sudden he's cool with it. Now yeah. here's something we else also kind of drove by something Olivia yes, noticed, which it. is 
after the traumatic thing and he takes Mandy more outside, he's like, oh, baby, baby, baby I'm sorry. Baby, I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 They're animals. Like, First of all, this is not the baby, baby no, moment yes. no, for no, either no, of you. No, no. You know? And nope. It just doesn't seem like they have that sort of relationship. So it's weird. No. You know? I like yeah. questioned it so many times. Like I thought our subtitles were wrong because I was like, it's just so weird. It would, we that paused and we both it, listened. listened. <laughs> we're like, what did he just what? say? <laughs> yeah. Sense. No, I, I also don't think that was okay. Uh, no. the right thing to say. Yeah, no, no. no. Yeah. I will say though, I, I think that the father changes his mind so quickly because I think it's such a huge shock for him to like consistently see Landon show up. And I think also taking into consideration, maybe he believes his daughter doesn't have that much more time. Sure. So like, you know, so it's kind of this moment of like, well, she told me God wants her to be happy. So I'll say yes. You know, something like that. Maybe. Well, here's the other thing I was thinking about. Just another perspective. But God wants her to be holy. (laughs) Amen. Sorry, mom. Uh, here's the thing I'm thinking about with this, uh, with this though. Landon drives a very nice car. He takes her to a very nice restaurant. Does Landon have a job? His dad is rich. His dad is rich. And that is makes sending sense. That okay. That's what I was thinking. As a divorcee, the yeah. mom's house was Take gorgeous. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to go to yeah. that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was something. And th- and then later she's like, do you want to dance? And he's like, I can't. And they're like trying to slow dance. And he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I told you I was bad at this. It's like, you just sway. Like, <laughs> There's so much emphasis on the fact on the, that this that high doesn't schooler dance. doesn't dance. Yeah. Because yeah. in the first scene, like he mentions yeah. it. Hey, you know I don't dance. You know anymore. I don't dance. You know I don't dance. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, then, then we get to the straddling the, uh, the, the state Stay lines. Line. And then we get to Mandy Moore song number three. It's going to be love. It's going to be great. Do. It's going to be more yeah. than I can take. Where it's going to be free. Keep going, guys. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> where, where he gives her a temporary tattoo. And, and it's so sexually charged, it is. y'all. It is, yeah. Not it, since, I, like, the car scene in Titanic have I felt <laughs> such lust. And then, and then I remember, um, is the radio even playing, or is this just, like, no, Mandy Moore's subconscious? Like yeah, it's just, yeah. like, It's a, just her thinking, it's gonna be love, yeah. it's gonna be, be great. great, it's gonna this be is, more. This is her interior monologue. movie commissioned Mandy Moore for a couple of songs, yes. and they were like, well, we right. have to put them somewhere. Right. Yeah, uh, so, so then my other question is, why is this movie called A Walk to Remember? Is it because of that walk on the boardwalk where he confesses his love for her? I think it's just like a me- metaphor. They're general, Walk, like time together. Journey. You know, I think, I think it's a few things. I think it's that walk. I'm, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I do. I think it's that walk. I think it's spoiler, the walk where she goes, I'm sick. And then I think it's also <laughs> it? their walk to get, they were walking when she tells him. <laughs> They were walking down the street. Is that what the bar is? I think it's the walk at the beginning with all the high schoolers drinking beer. And then I think it's their metaphorical walk together. Every walk in this movie is a walk to remember. They remember. Walking through the alley and saying, I'm sick. Yes. I would remember that. Right. So so they walk and then. uh, Well, this is on the boardwalk. Yeah. yeah, I love you. And she goes, I told you not to fall in love with me. Also, by the way, I said to Olivia, my dream is a cut in the movie where she says, I told you not to fall in love with me and pulls out a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Landon. I 
is a cure. I warned you. I told you. I told you. Don't make me do this, Landon. Landon, no. No. Oh, no. So so then then they're dating. Then they're dating. Then, do you know how many guys after this movie I knew who stole the, the I named a star thing. for you? And every girl that I've spoken to, including like my mother thing. and my sister. Yeah, they've been like, I don't. That could be nothing. A, How am I going to find this I'm just going to get star? a picture of a constellation and print it out on, on my printer and be like, hey, <laughs> I named this star after you. It's it's called Olivia. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's going to be love. It's, it's going to be, be great. <laughs> but also, like, not everyone's into, like, astronomy. 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 It works for her because she's into that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Astrology. So, like, that's what I was saying to Mitch is I was like, for her, yeah. she's like sure, actually sure. in. I mean, she's in the Planet Club. She I mean, knows when Pluto rises. Yeah, it's right. Just after a few dawn. moments before the sun. It's yeah. right after oh. Landon <laughs> says Pluto, Pluto, Pluto. Yeah, I. <laughs> I also, I guess I am pretty dumb because Hannah pointed out at one point, she's like, you can't see Saturn like that with your telescope. I was like, okay. (laughs) What kind of telescope does she have that she can see Saturn and it's it's rings? But not enough to see the comet Haikutaki. This is what she loves. So, and then we get to... You know what? Actually, Switchfoot does the soundtrack, and she loves stars, and they're not going to play stars by Switchfoot? That song wasn't around yet. They wrote that on the next Uh, album. Okay, all right. I was going to say, the first half of the soundtrack... I was really upset in this moment. So funny story. Uh, what is his name? John Lachey was the music supervisor for this movie. Do you know who he went on to become? No. Switchfoot's, mani- Switchfoot's manager no. after this movie. Wow. He did the music for this movie and he was like, well, there's one band I like. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which this is the point in the movie. We've gone from like having a couple different artists yeah. to now it's the Switchfoot show. <laughs> there was an socks. intermission. Yeah, it's it's, it's like Simon and Garfunkel on uh, The Graduate. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mandy Moore did her first set, and now it's their turn. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to we get to the walk to remember down the alleyway where she says, um, "Landon, I'm sick," and he goes, "I'll take you home. You'll feel better." No, Landon. Oh. I'm sick. Stupid. I have leukemia. <laughs> leukemia. Says, which no, I remember. Perfect. Oh, uh, yeah, I, hate I remember. That. No, you're I remember 18, thinking, you're perfect. It just, I remember thinking it came out of nowhere, whereas now, like, it's definitely set up that she's not well. Mm-hmm. But for her to just, like, all of a sudden, Landon, I'm sick. It's like, what did Landon do? Why are we so angry with him? I get that she's frustrated. There's probably a lot of anger and hurt that just comes with the fact that she is, you know, dealing with this. But what if we see a scene before where, like, we see her, like, at a doctor's office or we see her, like, get a phone call or something, something to set up, like, her feeling this new way. You know what I mean? A scene where she apologizes, like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just, I was so nervous to tell you Mm -hmm. this is a lot. I didn't mean to lash out on you, but, you know. This but, is big news. I had to tell you, right. like. But Hannah, we've just skated past one of my favorite moments in the oh, film, no. where "Dare You to Move" starts playing, and then Landon move. goes to his dad and goes, "Dad, my girlfriend oh. has leukemia. Can you please help?" And he goes, "Landon, I'm a cardiologist." And he goes, "All right, fine, whatever. I don't need you anyway." Then he drives to you <laughs> by Switchfoot <laughs> and cries. Yeah. I- <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Well, he 
it does nothing wrong. Find the doctor. Yeah, wait, Mitch, you do marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mitch, uh, could you help me with my taxes, please? Oh, well, I don't do taxes. I'm a marketer. <laughs> you know what? Fine. Fine. Now, Fine. part of me, I want, the other perspective of this is, was he just going because things are, like, expensive and knowing that his dad yeah, is, like, maybe. loaded to get maybe. some help? Because at the end, because, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, he ends up getting, like, financial help from his dad. It's not yeah, medical yeah. help he gets from his father. But yeah. Right. So maybe he was angry because he was like, you're not you're not getting what I'm asking. Right. Well, I don't think the dad does anything wrong in that scene. And yeah, I don't no, know no. who the movie wants us to side with. No. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. it's just like a, the power powerlessness of the situation. Kind yes. Of thing. Sure. It's like yeah. sure. no yeah. one can help her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, except the Lord, for her angel. Yeah. Landon Carter. <laughs> That's right. Ooh. So, well, no, then then he starts working on her new telescope. Jamie, what is that boy doing in the yard? Then she collapses. What, what is the pastor sound like he's drinking a mint julep at the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> Sounds like the dad from Notebook. <laughs> what, Jamie, what is that boy doing in the yard? Then she collapses. And then the pastor has this thing. He's like, um, I lost your mom and now I'm going to lose you, but it's going to be okay. Yeah, not great. I don't know. I kind of feel bad for the dad. Yeah, me too. I'm not saying he does everything sure. right, but like. It's just not well. Right. No. Yeah. It, it, it feels like in the book it may have been best. better. Sure. This was a well, book yeah, and also the yeah. book was written for a different time period. In the right? 50s. It's yeah. set in the 50s. And also when I was researching for this podcast, the book, Ooh. Nicholas Sparks wrote it. For off, his sister. For his sister who basically went through the exact same thing. Got married. Right. Young, was very sick. Like. Her one wish mm. was like more than anything she wanted to be married. <laughs> Sorry, what's her one wish was to oh, be a twins? Wait, no. <laughs> doesn't she doesn't she tell Landon at the beginning like he's like what's your number one? She's like if I told you I'd have to kill you. And then it's like <laughs> I want to get married in the church where my parents were married. Yeah. Hmm. I would have never guessed. Actually, your number one would be in three places at once. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so then we get, here was this, I, you know, again, after a while, I just accepted that this was the movie that we were watching. I just, I was like, you know what? This is it. This is the movie. But then she goes, you know, I've been thinking maybe God is making me go through all of this so that you can take care of me. I don't like it. You're my angel. No, that really ruined the movie for me. Let's take that out of the movie. Yeah, it's bad theology. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, honestly. mm. Say it. Go off. Go off. Yes, do it. You know, I think that in a lot, like, you know, my faith is my faith. I'm not forcing that on anybody. I'd love to talk about why, you know, like I love God and, and why, you know, my relationship with the Lord is the way it is. But in a way, it kind of like disrespects me a little bit, you know, that they're trying to make this like she is, you know, like legitimately, you know, in love with the Lord and like, yeah, sure. Great. You know, it was cool to see like a Christian character be like the main character in a very secular movie as a kid when I didn't fully understand, you know, like all that I believe about my own faith. But it, it, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's, I want, I think it's an unhealthy, it's an unhealthy perspective of the relationship mm. and just something about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. It just, it just, you know, I don't know. Something just doesn't sit right with me about it. 
Yeah, it's hard for me to pinpoint what it is that bugs me a little bit. I don't know if it's like, um, I think it's just a larger problem I've found now having watched just two Nicholas Sparks movies, so hardly a trend. But um, the relationships just don't feel very real to me or lived in. Like the moments between the partners feel so, um, I don't want to just like dismiss it from a craft perspective, like contrived uh but i guess what what i mean by that is like it it ends up making her sickness and her faith feel like contrivances or plot devices right um yeah and and that's disrespectful to people first of all with leukemia and and serious you know uh illnesses and and it's also disrespectful to you know christians as well so so that bothers me a little bit i mean i was Kind of going off before in a much angrier tone. I'm like, illness isn't metaphor, <laughs> like, and that kind of stuff. Right, it it right. isn't. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's obviously not their intent, but right. it is the result, you know? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think, Mitch, you probably verbalized what I was feeling this, like, you know what? It's, it's great that they put the, like, the aspect of her faith in there and they kind of establish some of the things that she believes in. But it just seems like they're using it to try to be romantic. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that because yeah. I, I think that the faith establishes her as a character before and that she can't like she just falls in love with Landon. And that's those are two separate things that like come together mm-hmm. when they need to. But then it just kind of seems like it's being warped into this. And, you know, like, yeah, like, I'll you know, like say like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, like Zach's such an angel or something like that. You know, like it's like I'm joking around. I'm trying to be cute and whatnot, but I don't like. <laughs> I don't want to call that over here. Zach is an angel. Well, no, he's an angel, but (laughs) God didn't send him to me as an angel to heal my, heal my whatever, you know, whatever I'm going through at a time. Oh, okay. (laughs) He clicks leave meeting. (laughs) No, no, no. We're done. We're through. if any faith it doesn't just have to be like yes. christianity yeah. Yeah. any religion yeah. i would say it's inappropriate and it's it, i don't like that it's being warped just for i want this to be a romantic moment because yeah. it also seems like you're messing up the established character it's yeah. also an unhealthy pressure on the other person as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well then so then you know what what happens he finishes her telescope she gets to go home because his dad helped out he builds the telescope he asks her to marry him they have that wedding she gets her big wedding and then yada, 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 yada. they had an amazing summer together and then she went and then she went with her unfailing faith and all of a sudden summer. there's voiceover in the movie now <laughs> out of nowhere went. it's so glossed over like yeah. it's like starting to fall asleep and then the narration of her death was like 30 seconds. It's so bad. I'm awake now. It was she like was build up, build up, build up. And I death. still okay. feel her in the wind. And well, movie. Well, first there's the part where, where he says to her dad, I'm sorry she never got her miracle. And he goes, oh, Landon, you it was me. you. And I was like, uh-oh. Let's end the movie at the wedding. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But then then we get to the part. I, when I was a kid, I sincerely thought that this is what they were going for. He starts, like, talking while he's walking on the dock of the bay, wasting time, watching the hours <laughs> go away. Yeah. So he's there, and he's just like, you know, something, something, but her love? Oh, it's like the wind. And then it starts with the Mandy Moore song. And I'm like, is that supposed to be Jamie's, like, angel? <laughs> When I was a kid, I was like, is that like her angel singing? 
That's the and still adult. small like, voice, like for Elijah of Jamie. Yeah, he, I'll always remember. Not in the wind, not in the rain. You know, just like still small voice. Yeah. The moment I saw you cry. Yes, very good. Cry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is the song? When you listen to lyrics. <laughs> the moment that I saw you cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of manipulative. <laughs> it is. I saw you crying, and I said, "Uh huh." That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> is this, is Same, this a Christian? Honestly. Is this a Christian movie? <sighs> no, we've been we've been, we've been going back and forth. Yeah, we've been having some. I have some feelings. Here's is here's it? my here's my opening thing. <laughs> opening thing. I'll give it short. I'll give it short. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it short. Um, I don't think obviously like you could release this as a Christian movie, right? Like this this no. couldn't have been made by like you know I don't pure flicks. Pure flicks. Thank you. Mm. Dallas Jenkins. I, that being said, it does feel, and this is kind of where I'm going out on a limb. It feels culturally and aesthetically Christian to me. What, what I mean yeah. by that is like. The values are, like, similar to the values you would see in Christian movies. It's, like, being a Christian is hard in high school, and that's hard. And there's, like, good kids and bad kids who drink. Um, Watch out for, honestly, black people. Like, that feels like a little bit like a coded thing in Christian movies. Like, and that is there. Um, You know, just, like, the over-glorification maybe of, um, you know, Marriage, like I, I, marriage is a holy sacrament, but like the way that it's like, this is all you could ever want in life. Like it's just like, eh. yeah. it feels very culturally Christian. There's five Switchfoot songs. It feels very <laughs> culturally Christian. Um, Only to- hope comes on twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like could this, with all its profanity and stuff, be shown like on a pure flex streaming platform? Probably not. But I mean, like even like the dad pastors, like overprotective in the same way that a lot of like Christian movies are like, let me get my shotgun. Like, I'm just like, this feels familiar to me. This feels like any other Christian movie I would watch. It just happens to have Mandy Moore in it. And they did, they did release a family like appropriate version also after the fact, but I do remember saying, and this is not me, but again, in the audio commentary, Adam Shankman talks a lot about like the Christians who watch us, the the Christians. And Adam Shankman (laughs) says of himself, I am a gay Jewish man. And I directed this movie and he was like, cause it has something to say to me. He's like, so the movie is not like inherently a Christian film. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me. And I think maybe I'm a little biased just because I not, like my knowledge of Christian movies is very my catalog of Christian movies is very mm-hmm. small that I've actually seen. And you mean so, you haven't seen Apostle Peter in the Last Supper? Un- Don't let him rope you into that. Unfortunately, my <laughs> uh, <laughs> schedule has not allowed me to. Oh, <laughs> and will continue to not allow you to. <laughs> but because, like, I I don't know. I think I struggle with this question because I'm like, what? makes a Christian movie a Christian movie. Yeah. And as mm-hmm. I was like looking up, cause that's, I guess a question that a lot of other people have. Yeah. Is it, you know, there's Christian movies, then there's faith based movies. Right. And you know, there's part of me that's like, I guess, yeah, there's Christian overtones, but it feels like other stuff as well. You know, yeah. it's a coming of age. Mm-hmm. It's a romance movie. It's, I guess, yeah, a Christian movie, but um, yeah, I don't know if I would a hundred percent say, yeah, it's a Christian movie. Like, I don't right. loop it in the same thing, in the same category as, like, a 
God's Not Dead or mm-hmm. like a fireproof. I know you guys just did, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess yeah, there's Christian overtones. So yeah. yeah, something I really like about it is I think it's a very accurate mix of like I I liked seeing a movie that had themes of Christianity in it and then themes of no religious affiliation. And I wish I saw more of that mixing in a Christian movie more and less like they don't believe in Jesus. So they're not cool like us. Not that all Christian films are like that, but I feel like that's a general sort of sense. I, and I'm not that's saying like it is a Christian movie. This feels movie. to me a little bit. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> a no, little I, bit. I, no, I, I'll say at the end of the movie, he doesn't go. He doesn't. Yeah. I've given yeah. my life to Christ Absolutely. now. Absolutely. He just is like, Absolutely. He's essentially like someone believed in me. Someone saw me, and like that kind of encouraged me to be a better person. I yeah. I think yeah. the movie does a a pretty good job of not forcing it on any of the characters. I mean, she talks to Landon about her faith and I'm, I'm sure there's the aspect of like, I want you to believe this too, but you know, he actively chooses not to. And I'm, I'm, and the friends aren't great people. Like they're really not great people. They're horrible, but you know, you still see an aspect of like, they have, you know, things about them, you know, some of their hobbies that they like, you know, kind of like who they are as people. You could probably guess what they do. Like, you know, in their free time or something like that. And I drink and party. Right. But, you know, like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's this kind of sense of they're both present and they kind of mix a little bit, but I, I've never felt watching it. And this is just me, just my perspective. I've never felt that there was any sort of forcing and they do make fun of her because she is, but I think for the most part, while there are some, like there's really poor writing and a little bit of things that I'm like, Ooh, I'm not horribly like, you know, like about it until like near the end where she starts to die a little bit. And that's where I'm like, oh, why? This is like, like and I'm just going to make room for like me being totally in the wrong here. Maybe over overly sensitive about this. I think it's really common to just I mean, it's a it's a story arc, right? Of like having people who need to be redeemed. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. so I don't Mm -hmm. think that it neatly falls into this. But I just feel like a lot of Christian movies are very concerned with, like, there are bad people who need to be saved, right? And, like, Landon's salvation may not be, like, by coming to know Jesus. Right. But it is still about, like, there's the non-Christian guy who needs to be saved and redeemed. And through the witness of a believer. That's uh, how he becomes a better person. He becomes a better person, right? And I'm like, that is broad enough that it's not overtly Christian, but it just feels very, like, Christian-y, triggery to me where I'm like, oh, this is very much about, like, good people and bad people, the good church people and the bad drinkers. And I'm like, "Uh, I wish maybe we had a little bit more acceptance and empathy for the people. Uh, It's just the movie's not interested in that. Like, Landon's friends, I actually kind of disagree. I feel like they don't movie is not kind to them they don't feel like human beings they feel like Hmm. they're just meant to be antagonistic to Landon's personal growth um and that bothers me i'm like there's inherent worth and value for all people and god created all people and loves all people so but they all show up at his wedding at the end of the movie mitch what are you (laughs) yeah you're right fair enough no i do think there is a um I was about to say redeeming scene. I think there is a human scene with Eric towards Mm -hmm. the end where he kind of comes up and is like, I'm here for you. Mm. Like, I think that's important and needed. Mm -hmm. I wish they did more leading up to it for his character. And more after. It just feels like too little too late to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our manners. Just like when they offered you more oatmeal raisin cookies at Sunday school, when I offer you more of a walk to remember, you will hit me with a yes, please, or a no, thank you. So, uh, Hannah, got some oatmeal raisin cookies here. Would you like some? I don't know. Speak your heart. <laughs> speak your heart. Yeah, speak it out. I don't know. I, you know, well, the truth is I do enjoy a good oatmeal raisin cookie. I just want to <laughs> yeah, put that well. out there. So I want to put that out there. Probably more, no. I think that this is a movie you watch because it's familiar. It's on. You know it. Yeah. I'm watching it because like, oh, I watched this growing up. It's kind of nostalgic. And I think it, there are entertaining parts to it. You know, like... You can rock out to the the soundtrack to Mandy Moore and Switchfoot <laughs> and the New Radicals. Like, like there's there's an aspect of it to me that's like, <laughs> this is nostalgic, and I, you know, I watched this a lot growing up as a kid. But I think I'm leaning more towards no because it. The thing is, I'm feeling too conflicted. There's some things where I, and maybe it's because I kind of like grew up with it that I'm like, yeah, this is something I'm holding on to because, you know, I remember it so clearly as a kid. But it's. I think rewatching it now, not only like with an established faith and like it's still learning, still growing every day, but also in kind of like the job I'm in now, the things that I've gone through personally and thinking through like relationships and like how faith plays into those relationships. I don't like it, it's if it's on, I'll watch it. Sure. <laughs> but I don't think this is something I'm like a walk to remember. We need more of that changed my world. life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't, yeah. I'm, mm. So, no. All right, all right. Well, um, Olivia, Hannah is passing on the oatmeal raisin. Can I interest you in some? This is what I'll say about oatmeal raisin cookies. Uh-oh. I'm not a big fan of oatmeal raisin cookies. However, there is a time and I think a place for a fresh-baked, homemade Oatmeal raisin cookie, fresh mm. out of the oven. With a glass of milk. With a glass of milk. And a lactate by my side. All right. Okay. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel attacked. I feel very attacked. Um, and it's not always. It's very rare mm. for me, personally. That being said, yeah, sure, Hannah, I'm kind of with you. If it's on, I'm going to watch it. I don't have any strong um as as far as this nicholas sparks movie some of them yeah yeah there are strong things where i'm like i don't want to watch it right this one doesn't trigger anything like that in me personally um if it's on i'll probably finish it and watch it all the way through um there's been a couple times where i'm like you know i'm in the mood Mm. i'm in the mood tonight for an oatmeal raisin cookie so yes please tonight i'll (laughs) indulge in an oatmeal raisin cookie it is an indulgence though you have to know right. that going into it. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, Mitchell, would you like some? I want to go on record and say oatmeal raisin cookies are so overlooked and so besmirched <laughs> by the general cookie eating population. They're a fine cookie. It's raisin. Yeah. They're, they're, they're fine. They're wonderful. Um, Nature's candy. They're fine. They're wonderful. <laughs> they're, they're fine. They're wonderful cookies. Okay. Um, here's, here's, I don't know. I, I'm on mixed feelings because I really was moved by what you said, Hannah. I do like that this movie kind of is a little bit liminal and it kind of blurs the lines of like Christian feeling content and non yeah. and secular content. Um, I think that is needed. 
Um, here's the other thing. I don't want to go on too long, but like Olivia and I were kind of discussing the different approaches to the question, what is Christian content? Because there are like a lot of secular movies with Christian themes that people pick out, right? Like, yeah, Superman is Jesus and, you know, whatever. You can find right. that people online talking about all sorts of stuff like that. So I think there's enough of that. Like you sit down and watch a movie with my mom. I love her. She's a wonderful, brilliant pastor. Mm. Everything is Jesus. It's all Jesus, right? <laughs> we can be watching Breaking Bad and it's like, that's Jesse is Jesus. Like she'll find a way. Um, but, uh, I think as far as this kind of content goes, because it's just so messy and I think Mm. that it maybe indulges in some of the, what I would consider to be, um, more harmful tropes of Christian content. I don't want more of it. Um, I think Christianity here's, I've never gotten to answer the question that the guests get to answer Zach, which is like what is the standard we should hold Christian art to, right? And sure. I think for a lot of human history, Christianity produced, and this is just by virtue of power structures, but pretty much all the best art, right? <laughs> you know, because the church was, you know, uh, it, it had all the power. Um, I, which is to say that I think we have the ability to produce wonderful, wonderful art. So I think this, like, um, tendency to be like, you know, Christian movies are going to suck. Um, I get it because of the track record, but I think we can get content that is, you know, blurring the secular and Christian lines that mm. is not harmful mm. uh, and not reinforcing racist stereotypes, not reinforcing yeah. um, themes of people not having value if they yeah. don't, you know, belong to a certain belief system. Um, I think there are more human and um, uh, ways with more empathy to to address these sort of stories. So, so no, this is not an oatmeal raisin cookie to me. You said it was oatmeal raisin, and this is like, I don't know, like, I like all cookies. I can't come up with an analogy. <laughs> this, like isn't a this isn't a cookie. You gave me broccoli. <laughs> Bok choy well, on a plate. <laughs> if, I, if I may just add really one quick sentence. It brings up a platform. It brings up, you know, an idea, a structure we like of that, you know, blurring the lines, the mixing. Mm. It's just not done in a great way whatsoever. And maybe it will be the forerunner, you know, like, and I don't want to give it an overly, you know, (laughs) placed, you know, importance in the history of film. But movies like this do crawl and stumble and do bad things, but some good things. So future movies will be like, you remember a walk to remember and how it had all the switchbook songs in it. What if I made a movie <laughs> like that, you know, but better, yeah. <laughs> you know, which, which is why I think I'm going to say yes, please. Cause when we're saying more, I don't think I'm thinking I want more of the exact same content, but Olivia, mm-hmm. a little, sure. like mm-hmm. to kind of go back to For the sure. metaphor, a little like you were saying, like, yeah, I want the oatmeal raisin cookie, but I also want some milk. And I also mm. want like some, I want some yeah. more cookies. So I feel An like oatmeal this, chocolate chip cookie, y'all. Oh, sure. So, so I feel like the, this movie, yeah. I feel like this movie at like its base level, like when I brought up Apostle Peter and the Last Supper, like a couple minutes ago, like when I compare the quality of yeah. that film yeah. to yes. this, night and day, it's, night and day. yeah. So I'm kind of like, you have a movie that, by you know, its competitors is pretty well made. A movie that 
the people who made it seemed to be taking somewhat seriously. Mm -hmm. So do I want more stuff that's exactly the same? No, but kind of like you were saying, Mitch, I think this would be a good movie for people to kind of go like, ooh, there's some good bones in here Mm -hmm. and maybe some other good stuff. Let's kind of take the good stuff and run with that. Like you were saying, like how there's the merging of like, yeah, there's an element of faith in the movie, but we can kind of, you know, like also tell a story at at the same time and not maybe hit people over the head so overtly. So I think there's some good stuff in the movie. And again, like if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Like I've been sitting here thinking we should do a Netflix watch party of this movie (laughs) in the real lounge. And here's, I guess I'll close it out by saying what I said to Hannah when I was writing my my letterbox review for this movie. I said, I can either give it two and a half stars and like the movie, or I can give it three stars and not like the movie. But it's gotta be it's gotta be one of the two. And is it a good movie? No. Do I enjoy watching it? I, I actually watched it twice, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this we week to, we to prep for it. Because, you know, again, there's some good stuff. And at the end of the day, there's something to be learned from this movie. So I think that's why I would say yes, please. And we all just want that six-minute montage of Mandy Moore singing. <laughs> yeah. So I lay my head back. I just want a sacred dance to that Mandy Moore song. <laughs> <laughs> Conclusion, folks. Uh, we are split on this one, 50-50, mm-hmm. on, it, on Yes, Please, or No, Thank You. So I think this is the perfect opportunity to see for yourself. It's on Netflix. You might hate it. You might love it. But honestly, we would really love to hear what you think about this movie. So if you want to hit us up on our social media, on our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, we are The Real Boys. That's the R-E-E-L boys. And if you want to talk to us further, we have a little private Facebook group called The Real Lounge, where we talk a little more in depth about some of this stuff. It's a pretty fun time. And also... We would love it if you would let us know what you think of our show by maybe giving us a five-star rating and review on, you know, wherever, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this podcast. We would love some feedback from you. Yes, Mitch. I was was just saying it's worth it because this is a good show, (laughs) y'all. And it deserves a (laughs) five-star. Olivia Bender. Yes, Olivia Bender. Thank you so much for giving us your time and for coming on this show. Is there anything that you would like to say to uh, the listening audience before we go? Guys, listen to all of the Real Boys podcasts. They're very Amen. good. Aww. Very well done. They put a lot of effort into everything that they do Aww. and a lot of heart goes into it. And thanks for having me. I'm glad I could finally be on Godfellas. Yeah. You could have plugged your own stuff. I have nothing to plug. (laughs) (laughs) Check out Snips by Liv, y'all. What is your your Instagram, Olivia Creates? Um, Olivia Elizabeth Creates. That's Olivia with an A. A A-L-I-V-I-A. Elizabeth with a Z. Creates. We'll drop a link in the the show notes, y'all. Thanks, Zach. Well... Until next time, folks, we have been the Godfellas. Make sure you tune back in next time when we'll be talking about something. I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Mr. Mitchell. I've been Miss Hannah. (laughs) And I'm Miss Olivia. Amen. Well, the adventure is over. We're all heading home. But I hope that you know, friends, you're never alone.